today I'm going to talk about that thing that we all kind of know is coming, but I don't know. I think many of us are handling it differently. Usually when I ask women about Ramadan and Ramadan coming, it becomes kind of like this beautiful excitement slash anxiety. So in this podcast, I'm just going to share with you some simple things that I'm doing to get ready for Ramadan before it comes without super stressing myself out, without doing too much or, you know, um, you know, getting too much time into this when I have so many other things to do, but yet making sure that experience will be beautiful by the small things I put in place now that are very easy. So let's go. Hello, assalamu alaikum. Welcome back to the Mindful Muslim Speaks podcast. I'm your host, Mindful Muslim, coming to you every week on topics that us women think about, like Ramadan, and the fact that we have so much going on in our lives right now, but Ramadan is coming, and it's going to come even quicker and quicker. And I mean, right now, if you're listening to this podcast, as it's just released, I believe we have less than four weeks, and that's when the realness starts to creep in, like, oh man. So I have a couple simple things that I do this time of year every year, and a couple ones that I'm doing this year differently. I like to like spice it up, but I thought I'd just share with you a couple things that I'm doing that are super light and easy. That'll make my life so much easier when Ramadan comes if I just put them into place. Now, you could use all of these ideas or just one. Just look at it as like a big bag of ideas for you to just take and to use. Alhamdulillah. Right before we start, I'll tell you one thing that I just put up for the ease of all women are a ton of free resources. I have probably at least 15 to 30 free resources right now, including Ramadan ones. Um, the link is in the description. You're more than welcome to catch them. A lot of you know. A lot of you know we just opened the app and there's so many free things in there. Also there, this weekend is the Quran journaling class. If you haven't already and you wanna do Quran journaling, we're gonna um, have the teacher in that one announcing all the supplies you need and everything. So this is the great first introductory class you don't wanna miss. Um, if you do miss it, there will be a replay, but only um, if you click the link below to get kind of inside of that realm and to get access to all that. So I'll have it there. If you have any struggle, DM me, all right? So thinking about Ramadan and kind of what we're doing to get ready, I'm going to tell you some simple things. The first thing I do this time of year is I start to think about what do I want to accomplish. I don't just do this with myself, by the way. As a mom, I also do this with my kids. I model it myself first, but then I also my kids as well. I sit down and say, hey, guys, you know, what was great about last Ramadan? And they say, oh, my gosh, you know, first they go to food, of course. My kids really love the communal aspect of Ramadan because we wake them up, especially the younger ones that don't necessarily have to pray. They want to be there. My daughter, at first, in the beginning of Ramadan last year, she's only seven and we didn't do sahur or praying with her in the fajr time we were just like you know she'll pray the prayers during the day when she's awake she was so sad because she knows we have this amazing spread in the morning and we do it on purpose to like give them something to look forward to because waking up is hard especially for little kids and they're not used to doing that and we don't press them to do it the ones that don't have to pray right but my son prays because he's old enough to pray and he was, you know, this was like the first formal year where he was going to have to come down just like the adults do. And it was like kind of a, 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 a what's that, rite of passage for him. And she was so mad. <laughs> she came to me. She was like, why does he get to eat all the yummy food and I don't? And I said, well, everybody who prays in the morning has to eat yummy food because they're fasting. And then, you know, with my kids, just, you know, like moms, you could do whatever you want. I'm just sharing. I'm just sharing here. This is not like a rule of thumb. This is, There is no, you know, before the age, um, 
that they have to fast. They don't have to, but I like to every year introduce it to my kids like a couple hours in at a time. So usually about five or six years old, I say, do you want to just fast like two hours? You know, I just make it like a big deal, give them stickers and make them happy, but so they're part of it. But now my daughter's seven and my daughter's like, I want to fast with everyone else. And I'm like, honey, fasting is really hard. You know, you don't want to strain yourself. You're little. You don't have to. Alhamdulillah, it's a rahmah. You could do like three hours, four hours. And she was so mad. She's like, no, I want to fast with everyone else. Like she felt totally excluded. I'm like, honey, you know, so I talked to her father and he's like, look, just let her try one day and then she'll understand. I was like, okay. So I was like, you know what? We're going to let you try one day. We don't want to let you know whatever. This girl, she not only fasted, this is the child that asked me for a snack every five minutes. She fasted the entire day. And then she wanted to fast the next day. And then she did it without any struggle. It was shocking. So I just want to say a little shout out to the moms. I'm not like, you know, saying, hey guys, I'll make your kids fast. I'm saying like, the power of our kids, sometimes we underestimate them, like her willpower. And this is the one that she's a, she's our best eater in the house. <laughs> she loves food. So this is the child you would never imagine. But she just showed how much inner strength she had. It was just unbelievable. So this time of year, um, I'm just reviewing with them like, the things they're proud of themselves for for last year. And I'm reviewing myself, like what went really well. So you guys know I have a Ramadan journal. It's just like a, a basic notebook, but it's a separate notebook than my everyday journal. I pull it out every Ramadan. So I could actually see a couple of Ramadans back because you know, it's not so many days that you're journaling. And so Alhamdulillah, I like to review the year and the year before and the year before. So I get like, oh my gosh, look at what I was going through three years ago. I forget, right? So I review my journal, look at my goals, like very casually, right? But I start to wrap my head around like, what is this year going to look like for me? What do I want it to look like? And then how am I going to make that happen, right? Because as soon as you start thinking about, well, how am I going to make that happen? Then you start to think of all the things I need to get in place now. And then you're kind of happy you're thinking about it now, weeks ahead. Because for the people who like might involve things that you have to purchase, you have to buy stuff on Amazon, maybe you have to like download some stuff, move some stuff in the house. As you start to think about what you want, you need time, right? You don't want to do that a week before Ramadan. Like a lot of people do that. So this is the podcast to say, hey, if you really want to have a good Ramadan, like Sahaba, they prepared six months ahead. We had, we knew this was coming. So like, Here's the last thing. Let's try to still catch that Ramadan and really give ourselves that time to do what we know we need to do. So I'm reviewing with my kids and myself, kind of like my goals, my journal, and just remember, and I'm usually really thankful when I see my journal. I'm like, ooh, that was a really duff, like rough week I had there in Ramadan. Alhamdulillah, I'm so much better now. I was so worried what was going to happen. Here I am a year later. Everything was great, right? And then another thing is I have an actual Ramadan journal. You guys know we have a... Um, a Ramadan recharge program where I mentor women through all Ramadan. So I actually have a journal. You could actually buy it on Amazon. Maybe I'll put the link below or whatever. But in there, I, I actually measure myself, my salah. Um, I have like a measuring thing. And so I was measuring my salah, my dua, my Quran, blah, blah, blah. So I like to look at myself last year um, and say, wow, when I when I started Ramadan, I had measured myself at this. When I was mid-Ramadan, I was here at end Ramadan. It's like, it's almost like a gauge, you know, like a gas gauge you could see. So I measured my progress. And then I like to look at the last thing I was in Ramadan and be like, okay. So if that's where I was in Quran, where am I now, you know? And there's so many other things in there. I usually have um, like different like goals, like personal goals and reflections. It's it's completely like an organized planner in there. So I like to flip through that. So in a lot of times in this time of year, I'm just flipping through stuff. I'm reviewing. I'm kind of getting my bearings together as to what I'm going to do. So let's pretend I'm done with that. Um, then the next thing I move on to do is I think about, and it sounds crazy, like the stuff that's going to distract me and make me 
irritable. So the stuff that makes me distracting and irritable are usually the things like coffee, right? I'm a big coffee lover. I'm such a dork. You know, at the end of the day, I, I don't just love, like, I don't love just like regular coffee. I like artisan coffee. So I like to, um, you know, like, we have family history in our family. It's like African, European. We have a very big mix, Asian. And so like when that side of me that's that's more drawn to like artisan coffees and like have artesian coffee, excuse me, and like kind of things like um, you know, like if you had cappuccinos or lattes or whatever. So I usually know if I don't get my coffee act together by now, I'm gonna have some coffee headaches. You guys know what I'm talking about? Like you're like, oh. my husband, he's like, Look, the food doesn't kill me the the water I could do it even in the hot sun he's like the coffee in the morning because I wake my husband who wakes up he prays fetcher and he goes to work it's so early he cannot wake up it's the hardest for him he's just like so what we do in our house is we all start to drink coffee later and later and later so I still drink coffee in the morning but let's say pretend like I normally drink coffee at 6 a.m I, yeah, because I'm up before that even, right? So I'm saying like, then I would drink coffee at 6.30, 7, 7.30, I started delaying it so my body gets used to it. And so by the time Ramadan comes, I've already been drinking coffee at like one or two o'clock to the point where you're like, why am I even drinking coffee anymore? Um, you know, I, don't get me wrong. I still love to drink coffee in the afternoon, but I'm just trying to say it doesn't have that same effect on your body and then you don't get the headaches. The max. Some people actually get caffeine withdrawal headaches. And if you're not a coffee person, Person, your tea person again if that's something is a must and it's just like such a habit start delaying it by 30 minutes to an hour that's what I genuinely do it's really really helpful the next thing that I do is I think about what's going to be irritable or difficult literally I want you to think about it like this you're clearing the way you're making it easy for you to enjoy Ramadan that's what I'm doing I'm setting myself up and I'm making it easy so I want you to imagine everybody always has, like think about if you could imagine what were the things that stopped you from having a great Ramadan last year. Now I'm gonna say a couple things that I typically hear when people complain like why it went like sour. The first one is people say like emotionally, I just, I wasn't there. Like I just had so much going on, right? The other one is physically, it was just so hard for me. Oh, you know this. Another one is like, they realize that after a while if they really think about it, a lot of the times you're irritable because you're fasting and that's totally normal. But after the first week, if you could really get it down, believe me, there's a huge difference for those who are like worried about it, um, especially reverts. You know, it's, it's not as hard as you think. It's very much mind over matter. Um, and so when you when you get through that and your body gets used to it after the first week, and, and I have a podcast probably coming up about the, the fasting and how it changes. And even week by week, your body goes through amazing, amazing things. And so um, the first week is always the hardest like anything else, right? But let's say you get past that, then you're fine. But a lot of people that they don't get past and they struggle with the physical and stuff, a lot of times it becomes like an emotional thing and it's mental. And then you feel bad, like, oh my gosh, I didn't fast properly or I broke my fast because I hear people say that. I'm not saying like I break it. I'm just saying like people in general will say that. And so like, then it's like, oh, I'm a bad person. I'm a bad Muslim. And it becomes a downward spiral. You feel me? So genuinely what I start to think about this time of year is like, okay, what are the things that are gonna stress me out, make me irritable? and make me like, oh, I can't do this, right? So what I typically think about as a mom, it's kids, right? Kids can be really stressful. And I want you to imagine, you're just trying to manage your own self in fasting. You're like, I cannot manage anyone else. I can't manage people of any kind, little people, big people, like I'm just trying to survive the day. So I try to think of like little things that I can get out the way that will not make me irritable or whatever. So I gave an example the other day on Instagram where 
my daughter every morning, she does this whining and thing about like her hair and her barrettes and stuff like that. So genuinely what I said to myself is, look, I could see this just creeping into Ramadan, making us go back and forth with each other about it. Me getting irritated. It's early in the morning. I have a whole day of fasting ahead. Why am I going to do that to myself? What would make this experience better? And I started to think. Then I realized that I needed to get her hyped about being independent. She's about seven, eight. She's she's seven. She's reaching into that eight-year-old, you know, thing. And so I said, all right, I'm going to buy her a really cute little, like one of those, um, like, you know, when you have like the makeup bags, but it had little cute hearts and things all over it. And I'm going to put a whole bunch of like barrettes and rubber bands and things and tell her she's a big girl now. She's graduated to managing her own hair you know, and give her some level of responsibility. Of course, I'm going to jump in when I have to, but I wanted her to feel like she also, like a rite of passage, had like crossed a threshold. This was well-received more than I could have ever imagined. She was like, oh my God. And then she's like showing all her her cousins and her dad and her brother. And she's like, you know what? You know what? I am now. I'm a big girl and I have this. And I was like, oh, okay. So every morning now, she literally is nowhere to be found. I say, where are you? She's like, I have to get my hair done. I'm a big girl now. And I said, like, oh, okay. Because every morning it was just me, me, me. So for moms, you know, that have things where you want your kids to kind of get more independent. Sometimes it's just how you frame it to them mentally. And so you could use that kind of idea for anything else. Like, you know, ooh, you know, you've graduated to this next level of doing it without me. <laughs> like, please do it without me. So anyway, alhamdulillah, like that is one of the things that I, I would call in this bucket are like errands and holdbacks, like anything that's going to hold me back. Like for example, sometimes we have dental appointments, we have doctor appointments, things that would just make us stressed out, start running around while we're fasting, make it super difficult. I think about those now. I think about, okay, could I take that dental appointment that we probably should have right now and definitely not do that while we're fasting? Definitely not a good idea. Even if my kids are not fasting, I don't want to do it. You know, so I'm just like, I might have a headache that day. I might be tired from fasting and I don't want to drive anybody anywhere. It's just totally normal, right? So I just start to either do them now. Like I've started to have all my appointments now. I kind of crush them into like right before my blood or I just delay them. It's not an emergency. If something really needs to get done, I def- I do it now, right? Then it's not mentally leaning on me. I just, it's done. I did it before Ramadan, alhamdulillah, you know? And so I have those two. So I want you to start thinking about the things for yourself that are going to irritate you. You know, for some people, it's the way that their closet is organized. Like every time they go to cook, like think about like the cooking experience, for example, that's got to be enjoyable for you at some level because there's a lot of cooking that gets done and then you have a career and then, you know, people start thinking about that. So the other thing I do um, is I do a lot of meal prep. You guys know that. So if you go on YouTube, you can watch a ton of my meal prep videos. Um, I'm about, I just did a haul for the Quran journaling class. I don't think it's up yet. It'll probably be up in about a week. They're editing it. But I did a haul where I showed everything I bought to get ready for Quran journaling and like where I got on Amazon. And I showed like all my stuff and I unboxed it and da da da. So that'll probably be out if you're hearing this maybe within a week or so. And inshallah, like if you're in the class this weekend, she'll also talk about it. But then you'll like my point is she'll 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 give you an actual list. She'll talk about it, but then you'll also see my haul too. So I like you'll have tons of support in terms of like getting stuff. And you know, the thing about Quran journaling, I'm not I've never been a big Quran journaler in the past. I just journal like like I have the Quran open and then I write ref, like, you know, just reflection. But I never made it like an artistic thing. I never made it something that was for me. And I realized as a mom what I was really missing. And, you know, if you're not a mom and you could still relate, sometimes you just don't do things for yourself. Like if even if you're in university, you're just doing university stuff. You're running around, you're working. Like what are you doing for your soul? Like for me, I was just like, 
slowly I was just doing nothing for myself as much as before because I just got caught up. So I said, you know what? I'm going to make Quran not just like Quran. I have to do that. I'm going to make it like a beautiful, like enjoyable thing where it's also relaxing and artistic and creative. So if you see in my hall, I have like, you know, beautiful, like different types of pencils and markers and like, you know, just cute little tapes and stickers and stencils. And, and even if you don't know anything about being artistic, you don't really need to, because like, for example, even in the the class we have this week in the lady, the teacher, she'll walk you through and she has her own, um, the two sisters, mashallah, they have, um, they have their own, um, Instagrams too, that you could always check out. I'll make sure I, I, I link everything. You'll, you'll meet them all in the class for those of you who are coming uh, this weekend. But inshallah, my point is like, find something for yourself in Ramadan that is not just like, and you can take ibadah and you can make it enjoyable. And that's what I'm going to do. So that's why I'm looking forward to doing it this way. This is actually uh, my first time doing it this way during Ramadan. I've done some before Ramadan and I found it so enjoyable and relaxing. And at the same time, I'm doing like Ibadah, which I want to do. So I was like, you know what? It's good. And then when I shared it with so many of you, so many of you guys just went crazy, like literally crazy. I thought it was just going to be like, oh, chill, you know, just a couple people are like crazy. A lot of you guys have been DMing me. And so I'm just as excited as you. And if I haven't gotten back to you in DMs, I definitely will try. It's just been, I've been bombarded in my DMs and my emails. You guys are really, really excited um, to get ready for Ramadan. And I love that, which it actually helped me inspire for this podcast because I was like, oh, we need to talk about. I haven't mentioned it yet in the podcast, getting ready. And so um, the next couple of podcasts I have, I'll have some on like, what's my Ramadan schedule? Um, kind of like, and don't forget in Ramadan, we increase the number of podcasts we have. So don't forget, we're going to be here like probably three to four, excuse me, not three to four, two to three podcasts a week at minimal. And so Alhamdulillah, we always increase that. You guys know I kind of do one a week now during the year, but like two to three um, during Ramadan, you're going to get like how to have better khushula, you know, how, what to do when you're menstruating, you know, what do you do when you feel down? Like I know the stuff you guys go through. And so every year I try to either, I have a, a special guest that's coming on to. Um, I know some women are struggling with hijab and they want to try to maybe put a hijab in Ramadan and, you know, maybe make some internal changes that look external as well and try to hold on to them. So we're going to have some motivation with that. And I'm having a series come on. I know a lot of us are trying to fix problems in relationships. So here's my, um, my request to all the listeners. I want to do a series in Ramadan that's like all about like getting together the bad habits and parts of you that you can't do like you've tried to get rid of them you desperately in ramadan want to like get rid of these bad habits and i almost want to do like a bad habits like all fix series where we just talk about your questions and just help and tips on the things that you guys want to break in terms of bad habits in ramadan i would love that because so many sisters are going through that if you have any suggestions for that podcast series definitely dm me i'm looking into building it based on your responses but um yeah i hope this helps you guys i'm gonna have a i always have like a freezer haul like when i do my freezer and i do my ramadan prep you'll find food in there i have smoothies i actually have a pdf downloadable for all of the recipes and all of my hacks for freezing and prep ahead i'll make sure i link that below this is all actually inside the new app in the free section too, but definitely make sure ladies, you're putting your head right now just to recap kind of like what went well or not last year. If you have a journal, pick it up, you know, and talk to your kids about what they want to do and their aspirations. And then based on that, you know, start to think about 
forming some goals for yourself and starting to review kind of like what you can do to make your Ramadan the best. I talked about like getting some things out the way, whether it's appointments or whatever, you know, making sure I think about the nitty gritty things that'll make me irritable, like whether it's the coffee or like small situations with my family now, you know, it could be like reorganizing your closets. For me, it really is. Like I want to go downstairs and I want to have like this particular, um, place in the basement I'm just like look if this could be more organized on Ramadan I could jump down here and grab my rice grab my flour because you know I have some bulk items it's just it's not as organized as I want to be right now just make me feel better when I'm fasting to walk into that big you know pantry as opposed to now where I don't feel it's like where I want it to be so just think about that stuff that's going to make you feel mentally good usually it's connected with cleanliness I'm going to be real like when your kitchen's clean your brain feels clean when your kitchen's a mess you feel a bit of a mess you know what I mean so like if you can think about just little little things you could do that would be cool too if you have any other suggestions for podcast too for ramadan i would love to hear it but genuinely i usually always cover the basic things you guys ask and i definitely definitely am excited to connect with so many of you guys in all the upcoming events and classes we have and i will see you on the next podcast um don't forget if you want any of the freebies and stuff to click the link below i definitely have a whole bunch of freebies for ramadan and um, we definitely have the quran journaling class starting this weekend i will see you guys inshallah the next one assalamu alaikum rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Okay,